everyone. Welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul, Justin Baker, co-host in studio. And on today's show, we're continuing our series on the top 10 players for every team throughout the National Hockey League. We have completed the Detroit Red Wings, National Predators, New York Rangers, and the Anaheim Ducks. You can go back and uh, and listen to those in our last two episodes and uh, find out who we ranked in the top 10 of those teams. On today's show, the St. Louis Blues and the Washington Capitals, as promised. And I'd say, as far as these two teams went, there's... definitely probably some consensus at the top, but because these are both a little bit older teams, you know, we we had the Ducks. Nobody's played a thousand games for the Ducks, whereas some of these teams, you've got quite a few players played over 500 games, played over 800 games. So there's there's a little bit more uh, more to choose from, I'd say, in terms of these teams. So with the Capitals being around, I think, since the the mid-70s, right? 74, 75 was their first year. That's correct. And uh, the worst year of all, the the worst season of all time. I think they won eight games. <laughs> and uh, the St. Louis Blues, whose first season was 1967-68. So with that said, let's start with Washington Capitals. Uh, ironically, I don't even think we did this on purpose, but it was just the two teams that have won the last two Stanley Cups. So uh, we'll start with the Washington Capitals. And... Uh, Let's go into some just mists, just Washington missed. Capitals, because there there were quite a few names that I considered uh, before whittling it down to ten. Uh, I'm happy with my ten, but there was a few that I think some people may have on theirs, and some lists that I went out. You know, I did my research, and there were quite a few lists that had some of these players on them. So, uh, with that said, who's on your just missed? Yeah, I think from my nine and ten to. The few guys I have on my just missed, you could pretty much shuffle them at any point, and okay. I would would be totally happy with it. Okay, um, but I just I basically pick names out of a hat at that point, and just really had to to go with the gut feeling. I'll actually say my like from one to nine. Yeah, I'm sold on all the players on there. I wouldn't take any of them off. There. Okay, my ten it was on a lot of lists, and ultimately the research I did, I I kept put them on my as my ten. Uh, felt like I couldn't keep them off, and all the rest of them. Well, they're on my just miss list. I I don't think they should be in the top ten. Like I don't okay. think I I wouldn't switch any of these guys in for another guy. So that's fair. Okay, so my just missed. I got Adam Oates, Scott Stevens, Braden Holtby, and Alex Simon. Braden Holtby not on the list. Not on the list. Uh, yeah, I didn't even put Adam Oates on my list at all. Fair enough. Don't have him on my just missed. He was no like to me. He was nowhere close to, to making this list. But but I mean, just missed is a uh, relative subjective term. term. Yeah, <laughs> it's relative. Yeah. So okay, uh, my just missed Michael Pavanka, uh, who's I think like fifth or sixth all time in scoring for the yeah. Caps. Uh, just kind of a on the team when not not much was happening. Uh, Mike Ridley, Callie Johansson, maybe the longest tenured defenseman for the capitals was there for a long time but just not not uh, productive enough sure and then dennis maruk merrick yeah i had uh, a hard time pronouncing I had him that on name my too. list m-a-r-u-k uh he played five seasons but he had a 50 goal season and a 60 goal season and he has the record for most points in a season for a cap the capitals at 136 points but he did it in 81 82 which I think that's the season Gretzky had 215 points. He had 200 at least. Well, yeah. <laughs> we know that. So Gretzky's getting 200 something. The next, like this guy has 136. It's just 
it's all relative. I mean, granted, still probably a really nice season, probably in, in even in today's terms, probably a 90 to 100 point season. So it's still a nice season, but uh, just not enough over time to, to get them in there. So, all right. With that said, your number 10, sir. Number 10, a guy just made your just miss list, uh, Michael Pivanka. Michael Pavanka, okay. Yeah. Uh, looking at the numbers, it's it's kind of hard to ignore when you're when you're top five all time on a franchise list. Absolutely. Um, and not that I I think he was, you know, worth going any higher, but um, again, the production was there and he was a lifetime I mean yeah. he was a lifer basically. From eighty six to ninety nine he was. I think with thirteen seasons it was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you know, my my one of my knocks on him was the fact that he played Really, two full seasons. Eh, I guess you could say three. I, you know, what's a full season? How many how many games do you have to play to say it was a full season? Like, obviously, if you miss two games, it's still a full season. Sure. Uh, miss five games, is it a full season? I think if you get 75 or more, it's full 75 season. 75 or more. So he did 75 or more four times. Yeah. He was injured a lot, for sure. And, uh, I mean, some... Well, okay. There was the one right, lockout 94, year, 95, but. he played 46, and that's uh, that was a lockout year. But he played 73, 54, 33, 36 towards the end of his career. So... Not uh, not always healthy. Sure. Yeah. And maybe, again, this is why he's a guy that could have easily been swapped out with Holtby or Simon or something, in my opinion. But uh, just got got the luck of the draw to, to come in at number 10 just because, again, top five. And I had a 12.3% shooting. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, yeah, 599 points. Couldn't find number 600. So uh, <laughs> it's always a bummer. Yeah, he's... Uh, I, you know, the other reason I didn't have him on there, like if we're going all time in, in everything, it's, uh, I mean, he, he did only score 181 goals in 825 games. So that, that was my little bit of a knock on him. He's Grant, and, and he's a center. So he's dishing it off to, at the time, what, Peter Bondra? He was playing yeah. with a lot. And uh, yeah, so I think he was playing with some good players. Maybe that's why his shooting percentage is so high. <laughs> Probably true. Uh, my number 10 is a defenseman, and it is Kevin Hatcher. Ooh, okay. Kevin Hatcher. Uh, you know, there was there was a uh, an explanation for that that sold me. It was the fact that he was on this team uh, the whole the whole time he was on the team. They never missed the playoffs. Interesting. Not once. And to that's me, Nick Lindstrom esque. To me, that that says something about a guy. Uh, now, you know, obviously one player, he's not the reason they, they made or missed the playoffs, but uh, he's on quite a few successful, decently successful teams. I mean, he was on the Capitals from 85-86 until 93-94, and they made the playoffs in all those years. So Something to tip your cap at, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and, uh, and I mean, he's probably, in terms of talent, one of the one of the better defensemen. He actually played on Team USA in the World Cup in '96. That team that won the gold medal. So, uh, wow! Obviously, good at like good enough to make a, an international team that year. Uh, by the time the Olympics rolled around, I I don't know if he played on the. Actually, he might have played on Team USA in the Olympics in '98. But that team didn't really do a whole lot. No. Yeah. The Big Ice. That was the problem in Nagano. Okay, uh, you're number nine. Number nine, Olaf Kolzig. Uh, so only the goalie. So there's your goalie. Yes, right? there's my goalie. Is he, your, he your only goalie that made the list. He is the only goalie. Okay. If Brayden Holpe is not on this list, it's got to be yeah, 301 Kolzig. wins. Um, yeah, franchise leader. But yes. that if if Holpe has like an amazing year, yeah, they'll pass. He'll pass that. But uh, that depends on if he resigns. 107 penalty minutes. 
Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's funny. I just I just noticed that. Um, that's, yeah, I didn't even pay attention to that. So, but he played seven hundred and eleven games. I mean, that in and of itself. I mean, you have to be on the list. I mean, you're how many goaltenders, even even for their entire career, play seven hundred and eleven games? He's got to he's got to be somewhere on the top yeah. twenty five all time games played. Straight seasons of sixty plus games. Yeah. Crazy, and that's back when you know Broder was playing seventy-five games, right. 70, 76 games a yeah, year. Yeah, seventy-three, seventy-two, seventy-one, and three seasons in a row. In the late nineties, too, nonetheless, not early nineties, just crazy. And he was he was on some bad teams, so some of his some of his stats. But he was also on the less, Stanley Cup team. He was on so. the the they went to the finals. They, yeah, they went to the finals, right? Cup. Right. Yeah, yeah. In uh, ninety-eight. Against the Wings. When they got yeah. swept by the Wings. Uh, and and he did he beat Dominic Hasek. And I wonder if Dominic Hasek, if the Sabres had found a way to win that, that 98 Stanley Cup final would have been a lot harder for the Red Wings. It really was. I don't think they would have swept the Sabres. Yeah, also a Vesna winner, too. Most people forget Kolzig did win a Vesna in he 2000. Did win, he did win a Vesna trophy, yes. He had a fantastic season that year. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that the Capitals... Did, did anything <laughs> uh, that year, but yeah, he had he played seventy two games that year. Or sorry, th- he won it in two thousand, right? Yeah, yeah, he played seventy three games, two point two four goals against average, and a nine one seven save percentage. Which you look at that and you're like, he won the Vesna with those numbers, but uh, I don't think 4, that forty three hundred shots against just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? They lost in five in the first round, and he had a. Eight four five save percentage. <laughs> yeah, I know. That In the playoffs, pretty pretty, he was tired. <laughs> it was the Bobrovsky factor right, right there. Win the Vesna, but stink it up in the playoffs. Uh, okay, well, my number nine is, uh, you know, my my guess is that you have him a little higher on your list, but it's Dale Hunter. He's number eight on my list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So pretty darn close. Uh, I have him here. He's a fifth fifth highest scorer. 2003 penalty minutes. I chuckled. Sweet mother of God. Uh, In 872 games. I mean, uh, we know Dale Hunter is uh, just... He's a brute. Uh, Yes, yes. But, I mean, he's not higher on this list. There's a lot of people that... uh, I saw people have him higher on their list than Nicholas Backstrom. I saw people say they would rather have Hunter as a center than Backstrom. Uh, I said, I don't now, now maybe in 1991, <laughs> you might say that, but uh, he definitely has to be on this list. I, b- I believe he was the captain of the the Capitals for a minute there, too. So uh, he was the captain when they went to the finals uh, in 98. So, uh, yeah, he's just a fan favorite. And I think that's why you see him. 70, 72 of his 181 goals were on the power play. Yeah. He was a he was a power play guy. And uh, he was one of those net front guys. I'm yep. sure. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was. He scored well. He scored the game-winning goal in Game Seven OT against Philadelphia, I think, in '98. All right, like the first or second round, and and uh, that's a huge goal. And then I I think it was him. He scored. He scored this. I, I if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, tweet at me. I have a I have this memory. I think it's Dale Hunter. It was against the Sabers in Game Seven in that conference finals in '98. And he got the puck down at Buffalo's end, and he just sat in front of the empty net and didn't move. Oh, right. And, like, waited <laughs> for guys to come and then put it in. And I remember the broadcaster saying, oh, they should have blown the whistle. He's not advancing the puck, so they should have blown the whistle there. It was like, 
Why? Why can't he stand there? <laughs> Who cares if he doesn't shoot? It makes no difference. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was goofy. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only, I'd say the only guy who has a chance to catch Dale Hunter in the penalty minutes is Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson has 934 penalty minutes in 454 games. Dang. He's coming. <laughs> He's coming for him. So all he has to do. He's got the contract. All he has to do around. is, you know, Be slice some people in the, in the head and <laughs> smack around. Yeah, he'll, he'll find it. Uh, amazingly enough, the Capitals have five players who have more than a thousand penalty minutes all time and uh one of them is coming up on my list uh okay so your number eight is dale hunter it is uh any reason why hunter is higher than kolzig uh again i just i think kolzig with the lack of success in the playoffs minus he did have a couple decent seasons but yeah but hunter did too i know i know but i just i think again uh, it comes down to just i guess he was more of like a fan favorite, a guy who yeah, just 100. leadership and you just, you generally like watching that guy play hockey. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy watching Kolzig that much. It was just like, yeah, okay, great. Minus the one Vez in the year. I was just, he was a pretty, he, he was pretty acrobatic. He was steady to me, but, uh, well, my number eight is a guy that missed your list. And that is Scott Stevens, the guy who's number two all time in penalty minutes who, uh, had, 1,628 penalty minutes in 601 games for the Caps. I actually didn't realize that Scott Stevens played for the Capitals for this long. Right. You, you I didn't initially know think of was, New Jersey Devils. Yeah, and, yeah, 600. Well, and I, I knew he was I knew he was on the Capitals. He was on the Blues for a minute. Right. Like for one, a quick second. Yeah, for a quick... And he was actually their captain. Was he really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. And, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, and then he went to the Devils, and obviously that's where he had... His long-term success, but I mean, still, four, he actually was decent offensively. Four hundred twenty-nine points in six hundred one games. Yeah, point so, seven one four points per game for a defenseman is freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, eight seasons with the Capitals, so it was a lot longer. And then the one random season with the Blues, and <laughs> uh, and then to New Jersey. He actually had a seventy-eight point season in ninety-three, ninety-four with the Devils. Wow. Yeah, no idea. He's not known for his offensive production. Eighteen so. goals. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a that's a darn good season. <laughs> and he never had more than nine goals again. Wow. He had he had eighteen goals. He, he had, had twenty one with Washington one season. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, and, and two hundred and twenty one penalty minutes to boot. <laughs> Unreal. Well, uh, that was a different time. So fun. Yeah, just so fun though. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I mean, Scott Stevens. Obviously, he's phenomenal defenseman and uh the whole time he, again he was with the capitals they were in the playoffs so i mean you're you're looking like you've got kevin hatcher and scott stevens on the blue line along with uh this is like i think rod langway was uh was there at this time as well uh who is hopefully on your list later on <laughs> maybe, you say hopefully maybe yeah hopefully he's on your list uh but yeah the they had a they had actually had a very a very good defense and you wouldn't maybe look back and go, Oh, the capitals and their stalwart defense in the, in the eighties, because it was the eighties. But I mean, Scott Stevens, Kevin Hatcher and Rod Langway. Uh, yeah. Rod Langway was there, uh, from 82, 83 until 92, 93. So, uh, solid defensive core there for the capitals for a while. Uh, let's go with your number seven. You, you said his name, Mr. Langway. All right. Yeah. All right. There he is. Rod Langway, uh, he won he won the Norris Trophy 
in 82, 83. I believe so. And definitely not a guy known for his uh, his offensive prowess. Only two hundred, only twenty five goals in seven hundred twenty six games. They actually had Brooks Brooks Orpik before they had Brooks Orpik. <laughs> yeah, he had more than ten goals in one season. Like I w- in his career. I wonder if Brooks Orpik had played in nineteen eighty two, he might have won the the Norris. Hey, there you go. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, you're right. He had one eleven goal season. The rest of the time, yeah, he, got close in '84 with nine. But he actually had several zero and one goal seasons, <laughs> which is wow hard That's to do. Tobias Reader esque, right there. Yeah, but you know, I mean, when your shooting percentage is two percent and you only scored one goal, you know that means you shot the puck fifty times all yeah, year. That, not that like much. every other game, you're getting a shot on goal. Essentially, <laughs> so yeah, definitely known for his defensive abilities, but uh, a guy winning the Norris Trophy who was taken 36th overall in 1977 by the by the Canadians. So he did win a Stanley Cup, but just with the, the Montreal Canadiens. Um, he's a little higher on my list. My okay. number seven is a guy who missed your list entirely, and I'm actually quite shocked that he missed your list since he is the only goaltender to win the Stanley Cup <laughs> with the Washington Capitals. Also is only 44 wins away from uh, the all-time leader in wins, which who is Olaf Kolzig, uh, but has done it in almost, well, you know, he's he's played almost 300 less games right. and is only 44 wins away. That's impressive. So some different kinds of, kind of success uh, has the same amount of shutouts too. So 300 less games, same amount of shutouts. Uh I still have Olaf Kolzig higher than Holby on this list. Okay, uh, but I just I couldn't make this list without both those goalies on there. Those guys are that's fair. If you think of the Capitals in the '90s and early 2000s, you think of Olaf Kolzig. Sure, uh, no no goalie deserves to be on a list in the '80s. There's nope. just not a, like Grant Fear is. How many goalies are in the Hall of Fame that played in the '80s? Grant Fear, Barrasso. Wait, is did, Tom Barrasso in the Hall of Fame? Is he? That's a good question. I should know this. I'm embarrassed. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, the, the Islanders, Billy Smith is in there. Yep. And he, he really, he, I mean, he did most of his work like really early 80s. Uh, he's in there. But the, I mean, there aren't very many goalies that, you know, you're like, yes, he must be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Patrick Waugh, but I would say Patrick Waugh is more in the Hall of Fame for what he did in the 90s and less than what he did in the 80s. I'm thinking like somebody who played all the way through the 80s. All right, fine. That'd fine. be tough. We'll, we'll find those names. Um, yeah, tweet it. So, so Braden Holby is uh, is my number seven, and I'll just uh, or my number eight. Sorry, my number seven is Olaf Kolsik. Okay. So I had them back to back. I really you could flip them. I think probably when all is said and done, Braden Holby will be higher on this list. I got to imagine he'll be on your list maybe in a couple years, maybe a year. <laughs> I can't believe he's not on your list. How, I, like I told you, nine and ten. And, and my just miss, you could flip any one of those guys. I had such a hard time because I, I, I literally, don't get me wrong, I, I like Braden Holpe and I think he's great, but I think he's also had the luxury. It's kind of like a Chris Osgood situation. He's played on some really good teams in front of him. Um, yeah, but he was on some teams that weren't good defensively. And remember, like that was, I mean, he was the reason why they, they had some success. And I would say that he's the reason why they won the Cup. He's the reason they got to the cup, maybe in a couple of those rounds. Sure, yeah, yeah. I don't think he was the reason they won the cup. I mean, remember they they had started, um, what's his name? Gosh, I can't. Remember. Grubauer. Grubauer. 
they had started him and he he crapped the bed the first two yeah. games franchise leader in goals against average and save percentage <laughs> yeah, there you go nice uh okay let's get your number what are we in a seven your i'm on number six, six. you're on number six. yeah number six for me sergey gonchar sergey gonchar wow yeah uh, actually gonchar is not on my list that's okay well i mean i not upset about that but i am a little bit so so gonchar is on your yeah i mean gonchar is a he's a hall of fame player yeah in in fairness it's not a not a, of course not a knock on him uh, yeah he played there at the beginning of his career yeah, he did. He had a lot of, I mean, just 50, 60-point seasons just rolling through, um, you know, up until 2004, and then he was dealt to Boston for just a quick stint and then uh, went to the Penguins where he, he had some successful runs, making getting some cups and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, but to me, this is a guy who just who really showed up offensively. I think I, I also toyed about putting Mike Green on this list too just because, again, when we talk about offensive defensemen, I think in Washington, I think of – you know Gonchar and Mike Green. Uh, Mike Green, of course, he, you know, had a, he had maybe what four or five good seasons and took a nose dive, and then kind of came back around and then eventually went to Detroit. But Gonchar, I mean, he he was just steady the whole way through, um, and he played on some you know mediocre Washington teams after those Cup runs um, or in '98 the Cup run, and then you know they kind of bottomed out a little bit. They didn't really have much success after that, and yeah, they made it uh, to the third round once. Yeah. Oh, they went to the finals, sorry. Right. When he was there, he was there in 98. Right. Um, and so I don't... They didn't make it out of the first round any other year that he was there. No, and I I don't think and that's, that's any knock fault. on him. Yeah, no, it's not but, his fault. Um, again, he continued to have success on these, you know, mediocre teams, whereas, you know, most... I mean, you put him on another superstar team in the, you know, late 90s like Dallas or something, and he'd probably be a 70-point player all day long. Sure, so, sure. You know. Yeah, uh, I don't... You know, I actually... The funny thing is I... I I recognize, like I was like, oh, Sergey Gonchar, yeah, he played for the Capitals, and I just kind of didn't consider him for the list, but probably should have. That's probably a, a goof on my part, uh, but no, I mean, I mean he he's fourteenth all time in terms of you know uh, scoring for fourth, fourth all time for defensemen. Well, actually, which, yeah, which first all time is Callie Janssen, who missed my list entirely. Former Toronto Maple Leaf, by the right. way, right? He did get traded <laughs> to Maple Leafs right at the end there. Uh, but I just, yeah, I guess I would probably have him on my just miss though. Okay. Yeah, that's He fair. should be on there and I, I didn't, didn't talk about him there. Uh, my number six is, oh, I said my number six is Olaf Kolzik. Uh, I'll go to my number five. Let's do it. Uh, it's Nicholas Backstrom. Okay. Nicholas Backstrom. He's a little higher is, on my uh, list. Yeah. And that's fair. I, th- I thought about it and the more, the more I toyed with this, I said, Nicholas Backstrom is truly a product of Alex Ovechkin. I I think I think we know where he'll end up being on on this list, Ovechkin. And uh, if you get to be his center, of course you're going to benefit from him getting the puck from you and, sure. and putting it. Which in eight in basically in 900 games he's got 231 goals. So nothing crazy to write home about, about in terms of goals. Which I mean, he's still fourth all time in goals. For the caps. I mean, but uh, let me make this argument, though, to you. When you talk about, like, guys that benefit from other players, right? We talk about, for example, Yari Curry and Wayne Gretzky, sure. right? You, I mean, Yari Curry, you could still easily a put him. Still player, yeah. Yeah, so, again, I, I still think the same of Backstrom. Yes. But maybe, not, not, again. Not, I'm not saying that Backstrom isn't. No, of still, course. I mean, I mean, he just made he your is, top five. He so. is the second best player 
in the last 15 years to play for the Capitals. Right. No knock on that. I just think when I look at different eras, too, and I go, okay, Ovechkin's the best player right now. Now, who else was... I don't think Backstrom has ever been the best player on the Capitals. So I don't think I can have him be higher than other guys who are also the best player for a long time. Like, of course, you're going to have, you know, they had some garbage seasons. So the best player from 1990, 1974, I'm not going to have him on this list because it's (laughs) pretty uh, meaningless. But uh, I, I have him at number four or number five because I think. The three guys that I, five, four guys that I have ahead of them were the best player on their team at one point and had a more of an impact on their team than than he does. Okay, I mean that's fair. Uh, my number five is a guy who maybe maybe didn't even make your list. Um, however, I do think he's he's continually getting better. I think he is a superstar, just overlooked a lot of times. He's a current defenseman for the Washington Capitals, John Carlson. Okay. Yeah, I love his game. I yeah. love what he he's been super steady on the blue line uh, since he came in and started playing the full season there in 2010-11 and has provided plenty of offensive production. Continues to do so. I mean, and it just just keeps getting better. And yeah. I think I think he's going to keep going and eventually he'll end up being the, the highest scoring defenseman for a sure. team. Yeah, if he and, plays out the length of his contract there, yeah. he'll yeah, he'll definitely He'll rise on on, and my I think list most people sure. might say, "Why is he at number five? And I think maybe it's slightly because I do think again he's going to end up being the best defenseman ever play for this franchise, and maybe that's why he went a little higher. You think that he's bet he'll he'll be better? I mean, then he needs to win some Norris trophies or something. I don't even think he needs to win. Rod Langway is one one. Scott Stevens. I mean, you've got Hall of Fame defensemen that play for this team. Not hating on it, but I think in terms of longevity and overall production, I think it'll outweigh what those other guys I mean have done because those guys didn't really. Play play their whole careers and i think carlson will be a lifer in my yeah, opinion it's interesting carlson i mean he's had what well, he had 70 points right um, yeah 70 points last season 68 before 70, that 68 and uh he's played 688 games and has uh 403 points um and right now he's fifth he's fifth all time so yeah he'll probably by the end of this year there's a good chance that he'll be this leading scorer right in, in Caps history. So, yeah, didn't have him on my list, um, but there's just, again, this is this is where this makes it more fun when it's a team that has a lot of good players who have played for them. Yeah, not a lot of great names, but yeah. just a lot of really good players. Yeah, a lot of really, yeah, so you've got a lot of play as to right. where guys end up. Uh, my number four is a guy who never had less than 68 points in a season. Ooh for the Washington Capitals. He's the fourth all-time scorer, uh, had more than a point per game, and that is the speedy winger Mike Gartner. Ah, Mike Gartner. He is my number four. Yeah. So All right. Well, there you we go. end up right there. Mike, <laughs> yep. 789 points, 758 games. Uh, I believe he has the record for most consecutive 30-goal seasons. It's impressive. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and there was a he was injured one year. So we, I guess they maybe don't count that. He was injured for like two years. He only played fifty six games and then thirteen in eighty eight, eighty nine. Then he had thirty and yeah. So that's probably the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine straight thirty goal seasons, and then you know had the other the other one. And basically, when he whenever he played a full season, he was scoring more than thirty goals. So uh, yeah, yeah, pretty he impressive, was, and he had a little stint as a coach too for the Caps. He did, yeah, he did. That's right. 
Uh, yeah, and and he was, he's kind of still known as like he was the fastest player at that time. I mean, he was, he's probably now if he played, he would still be one of the fastest guys in the ice. Uh, but I think he was so much faster than everyone else in his era. I I more remember what my dad told me about him, and he always was just. Dude, this guy is is just, he's just lightning. Like you watch him, and he's he blows past guys, which you don't see too many guys blow past people anymore. Connor McDavid, Connor maybe. McDavid, yeah. And I yeah. think that that's in terms of the speed comparison to him compared to the rest of the field. I think they're pretty pretty on par. Uh, and that's impressive. He, and he's and he, I mean he's got to be one of the underrated goal scorers of all time. I mean the guy had. 708 goals in his career. Yeah. In 1,400 games. There's so, only mean, a handful of guys that get 700. Yeah. I mean, so. he basically averaged a goal every other game over the course of over 1,400 games. That's that's impressive. Um, okay. You're number three. Number three, Nicholas Backstrom. Okay. There he is. Yeah. Again, we, we kind of talked about him a little bit. And so, um, again, I still think he is a very productive guy, um, you know, even without Ovechkin. And I think... We're going to start maybe seeing how productive he can be. Granted, he is a little bit into his 30s, so maybe the production won't be there without Ovechkin as much. But Playing with Kuznetsov yeah, a little bit more. He's yeah. going to get to play with Kuzi. Um, you know, but, well, I mean, at some point, we'll probably still see Backstrom line up next to Ovi anyways this season. But, yeah, he's still a super productive guy, still a 70-point guy. And what's the hate about that? I mean, he even has a 100-point season to his name. You know, does... You know, can not many guys can say that. So that that is uh, true, especially in in this era. Yeah, that's uh, very very rare. Um, you know, I didn't realize Kevin Hatcher was actually the captain of the Washington Capitals. Really, in ninety two, ninety three, and ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, I didn't realize that until either. Dale Hunter took over. Um, Impressive. Uh, my number three is Peter Bondra. Okay, he's number two for okay, me. He's number two. All right. Uh, yeah, my so Peter Bondra. Third all-time scorer for the Washington Capitals, 961 games. He had 825 points. An impressive 472 goals over that time as well. Um, and we're talking about a guy who really played the majority of his career in the, an era where goal scoring was down. I mean, in... He managed you know, 52 one year. 52 in 97, 98, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, even in 2000, 2001, you know, and I think... I think it was was it that year, two thousand two thousand one. Uh, what year was it? No, it was two thousand three. Is when like the the top goal scorer had forty one goals, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're you're talking about a a guy who was always towards the top. I mean, in two thousand two thousand one, the only guys who scored more goals than him: Yermir Yager, Joe Sakic, Pavel Bure. So, I mean, you're talking about an elite, elite player. And uh, so definitely deserving to be up there in the top top three somewhere in, in a Capitals list. And really, he was he was their best player when they went to the finals. Yeah. Surprisingly, though, that year he had 52 goals. He only finished sixth in heart voting. Huh. That tells you anything. I mean, it's just when well, scoring's down, it's it's funny to me that. Was, was that that year, so he had 52 goals, that was... Uh, 52, 95, 96. I want to say Mario Lemieux had... No, that was 97, 98 when he got sixth in heart voting. I'm sorry, the year they went oh. to the... 
Yeah. Yeah. Pete, well, Peter Bondra in, in 95, 96, only three guys ahead of him scored more goals again. This time okay. it was McGillney, Yager, Lemieux. Lemieux only had 69 goals only in 70 games. <laughs> That's crazy. Although Bondra <laughs> had 52 and 67. Dang. I, I mean, the guy was lights out. He just didn't, he didn't put up the assists. So he, like, he obviously didn't have the guys he didn't around have anybody. Him yeah. I mean, he had 52 goals, only 28 assists. Lemieux had 92 assists. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, insane. Uh, okay. So my number two is Rod Langway. Okay. I have a little the, further down the, on my list. N- the only Norris Trophy winner for the Capitals uh, is my number two. And I, I think the fact that he played, uh, he was he was just an absolutely dominant defenseman, but in such a different way. You know, we we tend to look at defensemen who can put up big points. He obviously wasn't a big point producer, but he was just an absolute rock. And he's probably one of the few guys who has won the Norris Trophy. Just not being a defenseman. For, for not at all his ability to score. Right. And uh, I, I just, I can appreciate that. He also, I mean, for a guy who played all the way through the 80s when penalty minutes were sky high, he only had 500 penalty minutes in 726 games. So, uh, I mean, I definitely kept it responsible. You know, I mean, those those guys were basically you were required to get in some kind of some kind of fight somewhere <laughs> along the line. Um, but I, I just think also the fact that he was he was their captain from 82-83 season until 92-93. So a 10-year captain, that's uh, that's not something to bat, you know, to just ignore. Uh, obviously, he was somebody who had more than just the ability to play guys were looking to him. Oh yeah. He, he was, a leader. I mean, he developed freaking Scott Stevens and I'll look who, <laughs> you know, I mean, there, there's gotta be something to be said about that as well. Um, good defensemen coming through there and, and all of them leaving better defensemen. So that's our number two. Number one's Alex Ovechkin. Well, it's going to the St. Louis blue. <laughs> oh, I had Sergey Fedorov. I'm sorry. We had another Russian. Oh, well, I had Yager. oh shit. I thought about it. Thought about Putting it for Yager? a second, just uh, just for fun, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Obi, what's there that hasn't already been said about this guy? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, he's a leader in every statistical category, pretty much. Every single one, even maybe except for assists. Uh, I think Backstrom assist, hasn't beat assists. Is Backstrom? Yeah, yeah. six forty two to five fifty three. But Ovi is just so yeah. So he's, him he's got everybody like in points. Ninety less assists, but only four hundred and fifty more goals. <laughs> six hundred and fifty eight goals in. 1,084. Oh, I can't wait to see him break 700 this year. He's got over 1,200 points. Yeah, I mean, he, he needs a 42-goal season. That's it's possible. Gonna be, it's going to be tight, I think. I think it'll be tight. Like, it's going to come down to, you know, it's going to be March, maybe even April when he's there. I mean, you got you have to think that at some point, this guy, I mean, he's, he's a year older than I am, so he's 34. He'll be 34 this year. If he's not 34 already, I don't know when his birthday is. Sorry, I forget when his birthday is. But who cares? Uh, yeah, who cares? So, <laughs> I mean, you got to you got to think the guy's going to start to slow down a, a little bit. We thought he was going to do that last year. But he put up 51. Scor- but goal scoring's going up. Absolutely. Right? So he he has a chance to 49, 51 the last two years. There's no reason to not think he can do 45. Will he be the all time leader in goals by the end of his career? That's so tough to say. I if he doesn't if he doesn't pussy out and goes home and says well, what a play at Russia 
He could be. Got to in I think Yager could have beaten it if he had just kept playing. Maybe. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's going to be hadn't real left, tough. If he hadn't left, the always got to keep it up. And I think his like his last six seasons, he's got to do thirty goals each season or something like that to get there. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, he has to get eight ninety two, and he's at six fifty eight, which means he needs another two hundred and twenty four goals yeah. to tie. Two hundred twenty four goals to tie. Thirty times six, that'd be one hundred and eighty. So really, you need like five seasons of thirty goals, and he'd be close. <laughs> and he'd be close. Hey, so he's yeah, he's still got a, a little ways to go. Uh, okay. Anything else to be said about Ovechkin, or can we? And and the only Washington Capitals captain to win the Stanley Cup. Very true. Uh, St. Louis Blues. Let's do it. Let's go. Just uh, missed. Who you got? Just missed. I have Keith Tuchuk, Brendan Shanahan, Adam Oates, a guy who made your yeah Capitals list, and Barclay Prager. Oh, who uh, that name? You don't hear that often. Yeah, he was in in my research. It was he he was the 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 defenseman for the St. Louis Blues uh, when they first came out. You know, when the they first became a team, and he was there for ten years or so. And so, uh, I thought appropriate to at least list his name on here. Uh, they did go to a couple Stanley Cup finals with him, and so just thought I'd toss his name in there. It's respectful. Okay, well, I got pretty much most of the same guys you did. Uh, you know, Kachuk, Shanny, Oates, they're all on there. I also got, you know, I had a couple other guys because they had a lot of guys at the bottom of this list for me that, again, same as the Capitals, maybe a little bit entertain- interchangeable. Um, also, Alexander Steen made my just miss list, which I had a hard time really keeping him off just because he's the longevity with this team he's had and uh, the consistent production that he's given the, is the question is: Did you include any St. Louis Eagles on this team on this list? <laughs> I wanted to, but no. They uh, they had one season in thirty four thirty five. Their leading goal scorer was Carl Voss, who had thirty one points in forty eight games, thirteen goals. Uh, Sid Howe, I don't know if he's related to Gordy, but he had fourteen goals, led the team in goals. Oh, there you go. There's a little history lesson. St. Louis had a random team for one year in 1934. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Let's let's go right to your ten. Number Who's ten, ten? Uh, Vladdy Tarasenko. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if he even made your list, but he's, uh, uh, he's he's a little higher on my list. Yeah. I I think this is a guy who I could have put higher on here, but. There's just been something about him. He kind of he reminds me of Philip Forsberg in the fact that I I want more out of him every time I see him play. Like Tarasenko has these these patches where he's just super hot on fire. He's just one of the best players on the ice, and then he'll just he'll go, go cold for a little bit. Um, not necessarily the case with Philip Forsberg, but you know I just I, I think he's still capable of so much more for this team. I mean, Grant he is up there in terms of you know all time goal scorers for this team. I think he's number five, maybe. Fifth, yeah. Yeah. And he'll probably within you know if he's if he's there in three or four years, it's likely he'll be at number two. Yeah, fairly like four years, I'd say he's he's what 140 goals off of uh, number two. Yeah, so he's getting there. You got to think he'll probably be there. I mean, you never know. Four but years is a long time in hockey. He's locked in, and this guy is he's a phenomenal talent. So hopefully, we get to see a little bit more out of him. Agreed. Uh, my number ten probably is not on your list because he's only played one full season for this team. Please say it. It's not Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> it's not Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky did not play a full season. That's true. I think he played twenty eight games or twenty three games or something. Uh, it is Ryan O'Reilly. Wow. He's my number ten. He won the Conn Smythe wow. Trophy. 
He is the reason they won the Stanley Cup, not just with his performance in the playoffs, but his leadership in the locker room. And his like that trade is the, I'll say, the greatest trade the Blues have ever made. That's fair to say. Because of what it did. Yeah. They, I mean, won the, they would not have won the Stanley Cup without Ryan O'Reilly. I, like, hands down, wouldn't have done it. And, oh, and absolutely so, not. To me, he hasn't been there long enough to be higher on this list. But I'll say, you know, he may not be the best player to ever play for them. He may be the most important. Wow. Yeah, I think in a year or two, he'll probably make my list. But he, he right now... He may be looked back as the, the like... Like his his banner, even if he let's say he plays there like three years, there'll be people who say we need to raise his his uh, jersey to the to the sky here because wow. of what he did. That's ballsy. That's I mean I love Ryan O'Reilly and he might make my top, you know, fifteen centermen, ten centermen, but top ten. But man, that's ballsy to put him top ten on this list already. Yep, yep. He's already done. He's already done more than anybody else on this list in terms of playoff success. Well, won't argue with other you there. Than, other than like Tarasenko, of course, also won the cup. Other right. guys also won the cup, but no one else has a Smythe trophy. Well, there you go. He had, and and let's say he does nothing else, he still had the best twenty-four games in the history of the St. Louis Blues because they mattered the most. That is a hard thing to argue against. <laughs> um, what's your who's your number nine? Uh, Pavel Dimitra. Okay, yeah, Pavel yeah. Dimitra. I'm sure he's probably a little high on your list. Just a pinch higher on my just list. Just a pinch. Okay, yeah. He uh, number five all times in terms of points. He's he was almost he almost was one point, point away from being a point a game player. Yeah, uh, which to me would just irritate the crap out of me, and I would try my damnedest to to fix that. But a little too late for that. Um, yeah, not even 500 game played, and I think maybe that's that's why he didn't go higher on my list. But he quality guy, like him. You can't hate him. Don't argue with this. And uh, was one of the guys who died in that plane crash in Russia. Yeah, it's it's tragic. Um, another reason, yeah, he he's also on my list a little bit higher, uh, but only 160 penalty minutes in 500 games. Yeah, that's impressive for for a, a guy. I mean, he was like a center right wing. He played center, but he also played the wing. Uh, but for a guy who's uh, who was a two way centerman, you're. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about. A, a position, you know, you're playing against other teams' best players. Hard not to take a lot of penalties, and, and he didn't do it. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that on on Demetra. Uh, my number nine is Gary Unger. He Ooh. is the fourth all time scorer for the St. Louis Blues, and uh, he's 575 points in 662 games. I obviously did not watch him play, but uh, he played from the, for the Blues from 71 uh, 1970 to 1979. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I just, from, from what I could gather, he was somebody who was very important to them in the seventies. And I felt like there needed to be somebody on this list from an era that I didn't watch. And, uh, he just kind of seems like the obvious one, a guy who was able to put up big points for them. Yeah. He made my, my, my list at number eight. So, okay. uh, I'm right there with you. I think again, the longevity, he was there early on in this franchise's history and he was, He's very productive, so can't hate him. Yep, can't hate him at all. All right. Uh, so you're number eight. My number eight is a goaltender. Ooh. It is Cujo. Cujo. Curtis Joseph. Okay. Yeah. I uh, like it. I, I wasn't sure whether or not to include him on here. Uh, didn't really have a lot of playoff success, uh, but, and, and really he won, I mean, he played 280 games for them. Uh, I just, I truly believe 
that he's the best goalie to ever play for the St. Louis Blues. I don't think there's a better goalie to play for. In terms of just overall overall career, talent. overall talent, but he also played he played enough games. I mean, he's second most games as a goaltender for the St. Louis Blues. Um, the only guy to play more is Mike Mike uh, Liu Liu Liut Liut. Yeah, and he he won 14 more games than him in you know 65 less games. So uh, just not he played in the in the 80s when things were <laughs> everything was going in. Uh, it was nobody's fault. But yeah, Curtis Joseph to me, I I've watched him. He's he's a guy who always blew my mind with his athleticism and uh, I think probably the best goaltender to never win a cup. At least from like if we take away That's the, retired or if we take away the current era. Okay. Yes. In terms of retired guy, I think he's probably the most talented goaltender to never win the cup. Which he does have uh, he has what, four hundred and fifty four wins. I think he has the most wins for a goaltender to never win the cup. Yeah, I think so too. So. All right, that's fair. All right, moving on. You're number seven. Number seven, Christopher Pronger. Chris Prong? Yeah, no, it's Christopher. Get it right. Christopher, sorry. Yeah. He was the captain for five years. For yeah, Blues. he was a force on the blue line. Him and uh, Al McKennis in Him the 90s, Al. man, they were uh, they were quite the tandem. Uh, anyways, yeah. Um, won the Hart, won the Norris. Was the first team all-star? Yeah. You don't... How many defensemen can do that? Can defensemen don't that? win the heart. No, they don't. They don't win the so, heart. They just win the Norris. Yeah, super impressive, and especially on a 52-point season, or I'm sorry, a 62-point season and only 79 games, so not even a point-per-game production, but the, the the sheer fact that he was able to do that with those kind of point totals is very impressive, and if you ever got a chance to watch him, you you know what a force he was on the blue line. He was a... I mean, he, he smashed guys back there, too, and... So he he kind of reminded me a little bit of Shea Weber esque. They're they're uh-huh. kind of similar in the way they play the game. I think that physicality and size and um, yeah, he was great. So for me, he's number five. And they made it past the first round five times with him as a, as a blue. So yeah. uh, pretty good. Uh, he actually was there the year that uh, that Gretzky was there. Yeah, unfortunately, for a minute there. Uh, okay, uh, he's a little bit higher on my list, but Pavel Dimitra is my seven. Okay, um, I have him a little bit higher, especially considering the fact that he he was he you know he wasn't their captain, but he was it was it was Chris Pronger and Al McKinnis, and you had like Dallas Drake. You kind of had these older guys, and you had Eric Brewer who was their captain for a little bit. And uh, I I'm thinking, all right, yeah, they made they made particular guys captains and uh, i think he was still he was a leader in terms of the forwards he was always had the a and uh, so it is funny the the st louis blues made wayne gretzky their captain in 9596 yeah i i always found that funny Very like strange brett hall wayne gretzky and shane corson were all captains that year yeah now we're in the we're in the era where guys put c's on on people's chest just because of they're who they were. Yeah, who, yeah. Yeah. That was who what they did, who they were, right? And now they're doing it because of who they're gonna be and you know, they're hoping to keep these superstars around and that's why they do it. I mean, that's why they did it with Landeskog when he was so young. I couldn't believe they freaking put a C. I still can't believe he's the captain of that team. I mean, he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but yeah. uh, this is McKinnon's team. Let's just face it. Um, but anyways, that's a Agreed. whole other argument. So uh, you're number six. <laughs> uh number six, a goaltender, Mike Liute. Oh, you have him on your list. I do, yeah. I um I, I, there's, there's one season in particular, he, that, that put him on this list for me because I, I, I felt there had to be one goalie on here and Cujo just to me, again, the, the productivity was there. 
He was a fantastic goaltender for this team. Uh, maybe not the flashiest of stats, but Mike Liute, um, during the course of his career, obviously he is the all-time wins leader. Um, but I think it was, I can't remember the season. I'm going to look it up here. I think it was 80-81. He won the Pearson Trophy, which is now the Ted Lindsay Award. For those who don't know, you're voted on by the players as the MVP of the league in a year where Wayne Gretzky came in and just destroyed the league in terms of points. But this guy still managed to steal that away from the players' votes. Interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. And so for me, that was just because that was an era where St. Louis was just very mediocre, weren't very good. I mean, God, this guy had an 894 save percentage that year, but that's just how dominant he was. Well, there also that year, I believe there was an average of around eight goals a game. Right. Because what the average. Yeah. And he finished second on the heart voting that year. And so he was he was a good goaltender for this team. So that's fair. Uh, I don't have him on my list, but that's. uh, That's that's an interesting little little thing. Uh, I've I've Tarasenko as six. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm thinking he's he's probably you know in terms of goal scorers for the St. Louis Blues, I mean there's there's some obvious players who were who are better uh, all time, but he definitely in ter- in terms of this era has been their best goal scorer probably in the last twenty years, and so I gotta I gotta have him pretty high up on my list, and he's not done yet. That's fair to say, yeah. And again, not done yet, which is what I like. Uh, number five, so for me. Or you? Brian Suter is my number five. Same. 1,786 yeah. penalty minutes in 779 games, uh, but also 636 points over that span. And I be- and he was the captain of the Blues from uh, 1979 until 1988. Again, those mediocre Blues teams, but the leadership was there, which is great. And I think he ranks third all times in terms of games played, points, assists, like statistical categories. He's up there for the Blues and everything. So yeah, yep, you got to tip the cap to that. So uh, definitely a time when I wasn't watching, but yeah. I mean those Suter brothers were pretty, pretty good, pretty cray. Uh, <laughs> my number four is their all-time goal scorer in terms of points, and that's Bernie Federko. Oh, okay, one thousand seventy-three points. Uh, also the leader in assists all time at 721 and uh, in 927 games in, in an era again where penalty minutes were definitely up uh, he only had 463 penalty minutes so give him uh, give him that tip of the cap there as well okay. for being somewhat responsible yeah he's a he's a couple notches higher on my list but uh, okay and he was he was their captain for one season yeah which is kind of surprising I mean I, I would have pegged him to be a little yeah a little bit more, but I mean, granted, Gordy Howe wasn't always the captain for the Wings either. But so sure. there you go. Uh, for number four, for me, the guy who just captained the Stanley Cup team, Alex Pietrangelo. Okay, respectable guy. I think he's the same as Tarasenko. Where I think the sky's the limit for this guy. His productivity is going to continue to rise. And I didn't think didn't make my list. Didn't make your list. No, really. Should have. I could have. Could have. Could have. Absolutely. Yeah. I I love this kid. His character is fantastic. I think he is a rock solid guy on on the blue line right now. Um, and scored the Stanley Cup winning goal. Yeah, and you should get his autograph. I actually need to. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny to me, early on in his career, you had the comparisons with Shattenkirk and and which which defenseman should the you know, Blues keep because they were good. both coming up on contracts and good freaking choice because <laughs> clearly it's worked out pretty well for St. Louis and uh, I, I couldn't agree more. It's so. about to work out for Shattenkirk, though, in Tampa Bay. Dude, he's, he's about to find his Yeah, he's going to cash in. Uh, number three for me is Chris Pronger, a guy who had a little bit lower... Um, Okay. I think in terms of an individual uh, and as an individual defenseman, he had probably, he had had the best year 
as a St. Louis Blue, like an individual regular season uh, in terms of just his dominance. And I think in 1999-2000, he was the best player in the entire league. So I got it like he's got to be higher on my list because he was so freaking good. Yeah, he was freaking just good. so freaking good and, and dominant. Unfortunately, they did. They did actually win the president's trophy that year, too. They did. That's I, correct. They lost in the first round. Do you know who? Seven games to the eight seed blues Blue. uh, or uh, uh, sharks. <laughs> sharks. The blues lost to the sharks. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, number three for me, a guy that was a little further down your list, Bernie Federko. Uh, kind of hard for me not to keep this guy out of my top three just because he is the franchise leader in points, games played, all those fun statistical categories except for goals. So yeah, only uh, uh, only two guys have more of a, a three guys have a better points per game, and uh, a couple of those guys didn't even play two hundred games yeah, for the team. So rock solid. And I mean, if you again, I, I always emphasize that I don't really read into plus minus too much, but he was a minus I think like one twenty three in an era again where goal scoring was you know freaking up and this team was just mediocre so um yeah number three for everyone was losing to the oilers Um, my number two is al mckinnis i think we're gonna probably have the same two here i think so Uh, al mckinnis i he just didn't do enough to jump brett hole as number one as brett hole had i mean freaking 85 goals the uh second third third most goals in a season right lemieux have uh lemieux had a an 86 goal season i think yeah Oh, Brett Hall had an 86 goal season too. Oh, it was 86. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Brett Hall was just freaking ridiculous. And I mean, that year he he had 86 goals. He he won the Hart. He won the Pearson. He was just. And I again, I think he's he was better than his father. And uh, Lemieux you know, had 85. 85. Okay. 85 and and uh, Brett yeah, Hall had 86. The the thing is though that Lemieux had 114 assists to go along with his 85 goals, whereas. Hall had 45 assists. Right. Well, Hall's playing on a St. Louis team that didn't have a whole lot of talent. What was Adam Oates? Adam Oates was feeding him the fuck all day long. That's That's all he had, yeah. And Lemieux had, I mean, he had Yager, and he had a whole bunch of other talented guys. Um, Yeah, but for me, Brett Hall, just he's the consensus number one. I've seen some lists where Federko is like, oh, yeah, if you're from St. Louis, he's your number one, but any fan outside of St. Louis puts Brett Hall. Dude, I don't know, man. It's so hard to argue against Brett Hall just because of what he did when he was there. When you have three 70-plus goal seasons, why – he averaged point I mean, seven goals a game. Like that's that's up there. Yeah, he had the with, best with, point per game production for. I mean, this team. Why yeah, best goal and best goal goal production? Oh, easily. Yeah. 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 So again, McKennis, reasonable number two. I think you just that oh, guy. Yeah, I mean, just freaking. He was amazing. Yeah, he, he did actually win a Norris, but he won it with Calgary. Right. But, yeah. Back in the eighties. Yeah. But I mean, also. Harder you just shot. remember, like, just an unreal shot. Yeah, yeah. He he set the bar in those um, those watch all star games where yep. just you didn't see it get broke until Chara stepped up and yep. and then you can make that argument too with composite sticks now that just it helps those guys, which I mean probably does, but sure. yeah, Al McKenna doing just, it with a wooden stick. Him yeah. and Ally Afraidy. <laughs> So. impressive all right well those are our lists find us on twitter at ot hockey talk let us know how we did let us know if you uh agree or disagree and uh we will continue our list uh this time we're gonna leave it up to you the first the first person to uh to tweet at us give us some teams we haven't done and we will do those two teams so uh we'll look for it on twitter and we will talk to you guys very soon we are i think about 30 30 days away from the nhl's 
preseason beginning. It's getting there. Training. I'm excited. Here we go. Get ready, and uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon.